is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Plenty of trade talk on today's episode of Fantasy Football Today. Look, all the NFL teams are making trades. The fantasy owners should be doing the same thing. Welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition. Don't you love the Wednesday shows? Wednesday shows are the best, right? You feel that? I don't know. Wow, you hate Dave. I like Dave. I love Dave. I wish Dave were on the Wednesday show. I don't know why you don't like Dave. Wednesday shows are the best. I've been saying that ever since since Dave was on the show, back in the day when Dave was on the Wednesday show. The one show that Dave is consistently not on? The show that Adam loves. Wow. Yeah, sorry about that. I assume that you start every Friday show with, isn't the Friday (laughs) show the best? Absolutely. And then the mailbag show is always the best. It depends on who's on it, I guess. Anyway, listen, uh, enjoy the ultimate football watching experience with Xfinity X1. You can now get live CBS Sports Fantasy Football stats in the same place you watch your games, right there on your TV. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash sports. It's very cool. Please check it out, Xfinity.com. Slash sports favorite buy low and sell high candidates. Let me tell everybody what's coming up on today's show. Kelvin Benjamin was traded. We will talk about that in just a moment. I want to revisit the JHI thing since you guys were reacting about five minutes after the news broke. Uh, I want to talk about how how bad um, a particular candy bar is that people wanted in the candy draft. It will never be in my candy draft. It's a terrible candy bar. Legitometers coming out, and yeah, uh, oh Buffalo and the Jets. Can't forget, Buffalo and the, yeah, we could work on that. I was, I almost did that same thing. <laughs> yeah, so good work. It's just natural. Um, all right, give me your Heath. How about you? Your favorite buy low candidate? Doug, Muscle Hamster, or don't call me Muscle Hamster, Martin. Okay, is my favorite buy low candidate. The schedule is really getting ready to turn nice for him. New Orleans, the Jets. We'll see about the Dolphins. I'm not sure. The Falcons, Green Bay, Detroit, the Falcons again. Love his schedule. Love his volume. Go get you some Doug Martin. Jamie, your favorite buy low candidate? Uh, Drew Brees. Um, not the guy we expected, but I don't think that's necessarily his fault. I think the team has been better than advertised. And he is still going to be top five quarterback rest of the way. Whew. Okay. like it. Yeah, he's got Tampa Bay this week. Should be a good week to get things going, and a lot of home games coming up. Oh, no, uh, elabor- no reason to elaborate. Let's go on to the sell high candidates. Jamie, your favorite sell high candidate? I think it's along the lines of guys you have to get great value in return for, but it's just very difficult to expect Wolf Fuller to sustain this level of production. So if you can get a starting caliber player, and I think it's got to be top twenty at respective position running back or wide receiver in return. Uh top ten quarterback, top ten tight end in return. Um but that's where he's at right now. And you know your your selling point would be Deshaun Watson has been great. Deshaun Watson has been great ever since Will Fuller stepped back on the field. So everybody loves Deshaun Watson right now. That's how you should be trying to sell him. Not that not that Watson would be bad without Fuller, but um I think, you know, you, 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 you make the sales pitch as they go hand in hand. Yeah, I'd like to, uh, see if I could, I've got Will Fuller in a couple leagues. I'm wondering if I can turn Will Fuller into Doug Martin. Oh, that'd be wild. I would guess you could. I, I made a trade offer, um, because I am very stacked at wide receiver in one league. And I was looking at another team that needed some wide receiver. It might be our podcast league. Um, 
I offered Will Fuller for Aaron Jones. Yeah. So oh, I don't know if that'll happen, but um, that's a PPR you know, league, so not going to be Jones's better format. That's interesting. You have faith in Aaron Jones. Uh, he's going to be on the legitimeter later. And uh, I do have I do have faith in Aaron Jones. Yes. Yeah, and actually, I want to look at a bunch of guys later in the show who were waiver wire pickups. And maybe they are the reason you start making some trades because if they are legit, you know, for example, Juju Smith-Schuster. I know he's on a buy this week, but if he's legit and you've got some more wide receiver depth, you can go and trade a wide receiver for a running back or something like that. So we will we will talk about that. So Will Fuller is Jamie's so-high candidate. Would you rather have Will Fuller or Devontae Parker rest of season? I'll take Will Fuller because of the offense he plays on. Yep. Okay. Would you rather have Drew Brees or Deshaun Watson? Watson, I think. Wow. It's hard to say that, but, I mean, you know, look, he passed the test. Yeah, I'll say Watson. Wow, okay, all right. And and, and I'll say this. This is something that I probably never would have thought I'd say and never thought I would say coming into the season. Watson has a worse defense than (laughs) Drew Brees does and will probably have to carry his offense a little bit more, his team a little bit more. I would really like the Saints to really be tested defensively because, like weeks one and two, they were they were pathetic against the Saints, against the uh, Vikings, and then the Patriots. And then since then, they've True. been really good. But like you know, the Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, Chicago is nothing special, and they might get Tampa Bay without Jameis Winston. Um, right, but what was the excuse in Detroit? No, they. Oh well. They gave up points. That was a crazy game. I think their defense did pretty well. I mean, they scored a bunch of points. There was like five non-offensive touchdowns in that game. Right. The the Lions, I think, had two of those, right? Mm, yes, I believe so. They won for sure. The Saints? No, yeah. the the Lions' de- de- defense special oh, oh, teams oh, oh. Yeah. scored twice. Right. No, it was a wacky game. Right. Your fake bonanza. Pretty, it's based on the jelly be- or the uh, jelly bellies is pretty damn real. All right, Heath, who's you your know, wait a second? Wait, can, I, can I tell you something though? What Heath? Heath, we failed in that, by the way, because if you recall that Sunday night when he was uh-huh. questioning it, and he said initially, "I'll take it as a draw." Right, I would have, yeah. And then, and then you said, "I'll post a poll on this." Yeah. And and you got bailed out on that one. Bailed out. I mean, like like five thousand people voted or three thousand, whatever it was, and I won. Like, how is that bailed out? No, you got bailed out because you did the dignified thing to say <laughs> you recognized as as a rational human being that it really wasn't a full bonanza. Not full, no. I didn't know that we had qualifiers here. <laughs> and then and then you 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 did the right thing and said I'll just call it a draw. Uh-huh. And then swayed by public opinion, ah, you 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 got you know pumped up. Chest out, ego inflated, mm-hmm. hair fully grown out. Oh yeah, in oh, every part yeah. of your body. That was, yeah, my hair was pretty wild back then. All right, so uh, who's your favorite sell high candidate, Heath Cummings? I have four of them. Ooh, four of them. The two Cowboys and Dolphins running backs. All right, so Adam and trade him. I Adam and trade him. Adam and trade him. See what you can get out of him. I I'd I, like to Adam trade him too. Are you guys trading me? I don't really understand what's happening right now. <laughs> Wednesday shows are the best, everybody. Um, what would you What would you look for? I guess Morris would have the most value right now. Um, yes, Morris would have the most value. I think there's a chance that you could package Morris with something not that valuable and get somebody like Doug Martin. 
Would you trade Alfred Morris and Will Fuller for Doug Martin? I don't know that I'd give up both. I don't know that you have to give up that much. Okay. All right. Very interested to see what happens. That Cowboys game this week is going to be huge for fantasy when we figure out what's really going on with the uh, Cowboys backfield. Because, because if it is Morris getting let's, even 15 carries a game, he's he's not he's not a sell high candidate if he gets 15 carries, is he? I I think again, you know, the, the term "sell high candidate" kind of applies to everybody because, like, if you were to say I'm trading Le'Veon Bell for Kareem Hunt and I don't know um, Kareem Hunt and Michael Thomas, you take that trade, right? Yep. Yeah. So you're, I think everybody's kind of a sell high yeah, candidate. Yeah, but, but, but like, if you turn Alfred get... Morris into Will Fuller, would you do that right now? Ooh. I don't know. Not if I needed a running back. Just in a vacuum. Player for player. I don't think I would. I think I'd rather have Fuller. But you know what you're getting. It's yeah. tough. Yeah, right. That's the thing. But I, I think Morris has maybe more upside, which is crazy to say since Fuller's been so good. But if Morris is getting 15 carries a game, like, first, okay, the the narrative that the Cowboys offensive line isn't as good, I don't know if that's true anymore. They destroyed the Redskins. They looked well. Back they're, they're not last as week. good, but that's still better than most. Yeah, but I think they might be, you know, back to being great again. And I don't know if I don't know if they were if they are what they were 2014 through 2016 because they did lose two starters yeah. and they've had some injuries. Pro- probably, but not. Still they're great. they're still again. They're you know judging them against them. It's like judging the 85 Bears versus the 87 Bears. It's just not the same. I understand. Uh, all right, so. That can conclude our conversation about Alfred Morris. Let's go to the big news. Kelvin Benjamin to the Bills. He will, will he gonna play Thursday night? Do we know? It would be a big surprise. Yeah, I doubt it. For a guy to get traded on a Tuesday to turn around and play on a Thursday. Um, now granted, it could be go red zone plays, you know, uh, here you're running these three routes. Um, you know, he and Tyrod are throwing all day today. All morning tomorrow, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's possible, but I don't know how you could necessarily start him on your fantasy team. Okay, bummer. Right now he is the number 26 wide receiver in standard, number 25 in PPR. That's not where he's ranked this week, that's what he's done so far. Kelvin Benjamin, 26 in standard, 25th in PPR. Devin Funches is 33rd in standard, 29th in PPR. He's got seven more targets than Kelvin Benjamin. He does have one more touchdown, but not even close in the yards, and they have about the same amount of catches. Uh, well, who's better going forward, Kelvin Benjamin or Devin Funches now? I think it'll be Funches. Do you? I, the, the concern I have with Kelvin Benjamin, and there's been several people that have posted things on Twitter with, with the numbers on this as well, Tyrod Taylor doesn't really throw the ball into tight spaces. He likes to get outside, throw the ball deep. They run a lot of schemes. Kelvin Benjamin does not get separation. So I don't know that they're a, a great combination. Like Benjamin's really good at, well, real, Benjamin's good at making catches in traffic. He's a good red zone target. He's a nice tight end. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily an upgrade for him, and it's definitely an upgrade for Funches. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I really don't see much separation between these two. You know, like somebody asked yeah. us yesterday, you still have, they don't get much separation. <laughs> Very good point. Um, <laughs> You're going to lose a game with Funches. If you're just talking about where, where their stats are, rest of you're going to lose a game with Funches because of the bye week. But you might lose a game with Benjamin because of this week. Yeah. True. Um, you have Olsen coming back, 
who should be the featured guy, if you're just talking about in the passing game. Kind of like the Charles Clay and the Bills. If Charles Clay comes back anytime soon. Right. Um, the, the one thing is, it's a very small sample size, but just based on a fantasy point per game basis, Benjamin better in games non-Cam Newton than with Cam Newton. Again, very small sample size, but in the games Derek Anderson started, Benjamin was great. Yeah. And so you just wonder if maybe Cam was a part of it. Now, the other interesting side of this, which um, I, I just did a video show with a couple former quarterbacks and Brady Quinn and Dan Cannell. Uh, I don't know if, if, if any of us have said this. Uh, Heath, I know you wrote the, you wrote the trade reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Cam's best season came with Benjamin out. That's true. With his ACL injury. It feels so different though. Like, I don't it's think in, it's it's entirely different. I don't but think I Calvin think that, Benjamin that kind of speaks is... to where the Panthers are in making this trade. Is that we were at our best. We didn't need this guy. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like they kind of need him. Well, I, actually, I don't know. Look, they're not. They haven't been good offensively. Cam hasn't been good this year. So, um, I guess my next question was going to be, who would you rather have rest of season, Tyrod Taylor or Cam Newton? And Tyrod Taylor, when he had Sammy Watkins, you know. He was really good last year. Okay, so last year, Sammy Watkins and Tyrod Taylor, the last five games of the year that they played together, he averaged 21.5 fantasy points per game. If he had done that for 16 games, he would have been the number seven quarterback in fantasy. Obviously, we don't think he's the number seven quarterback in fantasy, but it just shows you he's put up big numbers. That was 21.5 fantasy points per game with Watkins. The year before that, he averaged 24.5 per game with Watkins in the final six games when Watkins was on fire. So we've seen stretches where Tyrod Taylor has been outstanding when he's had a great wide receiver. Um, so he, you know, it has to help him. It can't hurt him. So who would you rather have, Tyrod Taylor or Cam Newton? Tyrod. I, I, Tyrod, you know, again, you lose a game with Cam with the bye week, so you, you don't have to worry about that. Tyrod, if Charles Clay comes back and is close to what he was prior to the injury, I think the offensive line is better in Buffalo. I think the receiving core as a whole is better in Buffalo, including McCoy, because you know we we love Christian McCaffrey catching balls out, catching balls out of the backfield. Yeah. I mean, McCoy is uh you know the OG in that regard. Um, so it's uh it it just sets up that and Tyrod over the last three years, I, I would guess certainly the last two years has run more than Cam. Okay, so and they have a great, great schedule. Tyrod Taylor has one of the best schedules uh, for the rest of the season for a quarterback. I, I want to, I, I want to get to a lot of stuff here, so let's speed this up. How big of a winner is Christian McCaffrey? We saw him have about a hundred yards receiving in one game without Kelvin Benjamin. I don't think he's as big a winner as Funchess is because Funchess might have just been completely irrelevant in a couple of weeks when Olsen got back. I don't think he's quite a big a winner as Tyrod Taylor is because Tyrod Taylor has a good receiver. Receiver or a receiver now, but he is definitely a winner. Do you see Funchess's stat or targets going up dramatically though? No, I just was worried that they were going to go down dramatically and he was going to be irrelevant in two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, I mean he went. He's been in the last. I know it's twenty three targets the last three games, so it's forty targets over his last five. So he's averaging eight targets a game. Mm-hmm. But he only got. They went down last week. He was down to By six two. last week. Yeah, I mean. You know, and, and Cam was just awful. He's, across he's the board. not, he appears to be a bad player or a below average player, Devin Funches. Like 10.8 <laughs> yards per catch. He, he's, 
and he's not supposed to be that. Like he's not Jarvis Landry. He's supposed to get more yards per catch. I, well, he's, I, a, he's he's not Jarvis Landry, but he's also not a speed threat. He's a tight end. No, but neither is is Calvin Benjamin. And Calvin Benjamin averaged four yards more per catch than Devin Funches. Well, I mean, look, you're talking about a guy that was a first round talent compared to Funches, who's a, to Heath's point, you know, a converted tight end. What a second round talent? Then they take him in the second round. They did take him in the second round. I, I just I just don't want people to get carried away with Devin Funches. Maybe they should. I, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm low. I just I don't. He's know a low in how... number two wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, with the chance to be a mid tier number two. Yep. You know, who, who would you rather have, Marvin Jones or Devin Funches? Rest of Stephen, I'll, I'll take Funches. There's more. There's more upside with Funches, but it, it could very well be close. I think the interesting thing will be is if you have Funches on your team compared to the Packers wide receivers and maybe Larry Fitzgerald and just the quarterback situations that those teams are dealing with mm-hmm. and T Y Hilton. You know, you're probably going to be feel, feel more inclined to start Funchess right now. Let's finish with uh, the other wide receivers, Russell Shepard, Curtis Samuel. Do you have any interest in those guys? No. No. Okay. Christian McCaffrey or Doug Martin, rest of season, standard and PPR? Martin, standard, McCaffrey, PPR. Agree. Okay. You want to revisit JHI? So there was uh, a note in an ESPN story that Jeff Darlington, an ESPN writer, said that Miami thinks that JHI is being hampered by his knee. And he came into the NFL draft with serious knee issues. They were worried about the longevity of his career. And last year, Ajayi was great, obviously. Um, he had tw- uh, 1,272 yards, eight touchdowns, 4.9 yards per carry. He was tremendous. This year, much worse. But, you know, a lot of the metrics would suggest that he's not worse, that the offensive line is the reason why Ajayi is averaging 3.4 yards per carry. Now, we also get a report that LeGarrette Blunt is still the starter. So you, I think you guys kind of said Ajayi's value was, was kind of the same. Less volume, but better team, better offensive line. What do you think now, a day later, about Jay Ajayi? And, and which Eagles running back is better going forward? I mean, the problem for Ajayi... That I see. First off, his very first game against Denver, where he's going to start the game as the backup, I would expect. I'm kind of writing this week off. And then he goes into a second bye week of the season next week. Right. So I don't, like, he has two less games than a lot of running backs right off the bat. And then I still think at Dallas, it's a situation where he's sharing the load with Blunt. He's a, I expect him to be a number two running back. Not one that you can use for the next two weeks for sure. He's, he should eventually overtake Blunt. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, I can't imagine the Eagles making this move to say, we're confident LeGarrette Blunt is our guy. This was a team, go back to the beginning of the season. They wanted to use multiple guys. They have used multiple guys. Even last week, it was Blunt, Smallwood had two touches, Corey Clement was the guy at the end of the game, closing out the game there. They, they're, they're without Darren Sproles. It's, it's an odd move. From the standpoint of what Ajayi is best at is what Legarrette Blunt is best at, being a physical runner between the tackles. Yeah, but he's neither so is much, a good pass catcher. He's so much Ajayi more explosive, huh? He's so much more explosive. He's got, oh, totally, yeah. totally, totally. But you know, just from the 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 construct of their team, like if you were to say the Eagles were going to make a move for a running back, I would have expected more of what what our what our buddy Pete Prisco calls an airback, because Smallwood and Clement. Corey Clement didn't necessarily step up into that Sproles role. And maybe it's Smallwood's knee and not being 100% because he looked okay in that first game. Maybe it's just Corey Clement not being that good, Kenyon Barner not being that good. This is almost like getting a clone. And to your point, a better clone of, uh-huh. of LeGarrette Blunt. 
All right. How about? So, oh, go, go, go ahead. Finish up. Sorry. I I just I just don't know if if Ajayi I I think should be better than Blunt should get more opportunities than Blunt because why else we make this trade? But to Heath to Heath's point, it's a two week window where you you can't plan on starting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's annoying. Denver and then a buy. So rank these three running backs for me: Jay Ajayi, Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman. McKinnon, Ajayi, Coleman, in standard. McKinnon, Coleman, Ajayi, and PPR. I think I'd still take Ajayi over Coleman in both formats. But other than that, I agree. Okay. All right, we got a lot to get to today, including a fun game that I'm excited to play. Hopefully we have time for it. Here's a new— Well, of course. It's your it's your favorite day. Yeah, it's my Wednesday. I'm going to ask Dave over Gchat. What <laughs> Stop. Do you think no. <laughs> he knows Wednesday shows are my fave. Because I get to do something like this. New category. New uh, new segment. It's called Like Seriously. And here's the topic today. Like, seriously, guys, how bad are Butterfingers? Uh, they are, like, I come from a place of thinking that most candy is generally overrated. They, they suck. So I would say, like, I would rather, if you, I, you sat me down at the table and there was a full-size Butterfinger and a tomato, I would pick up the tomato and start eating it. <laughs> I would too. I hate Butterfinger. Oh, they're terrible. And Why are they terrible? I I just I think they taste like crap. I I I don't understand the appeal. They I just think they're awful. Uh yeah, were they they were the candy bar that got into the feud with somebody on Twitter, right? Or was that a different candy bar? I don't know, but I got a lot of feedback. How come Butterfinger didn't make your candy draft? You know, what did we draft? Twelve candies, like. Or nine yeah, candies or we could have done a twenty round right. draft, and I wouldn't have Never. chosen Butterfinger. No, Butterfinger's terrible, and and I'm a big Bart Simpson fan too, so it's tough for me to say. But no, no Butterfinger for me. News and notes: Danny Woodhead was limited in practice, so that's a good sign. That when, I'm sorry, when when could Woodhead be back? Was it next week? Week eleven. 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 Okay. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo may not start until week twelve. Marshawn Lynch missed practice. Did you guys make anything of that? Uh, Marshawn being Marshawn? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it maybe just moves it just a, moves us a tick closer to the Raiders decide, you know, he's not actually good. Why don't we just give it to the other running backs? Mm. Yeah, so do you want to own Jalen Richard or DeAndre Washington right now? They're pretty low in this week's stash rankings. Do you guys it's see? Just, th- it's just so hard. They're, uh, they're gonna cannibalize each other every time they're on the field. Yeah. Do you guys see the email that we just got from Chris? Chris who? Uh, Chris the listener. So not Chris Towers. No. Okay. Well, I mean, you should know every time Chris sends out a <laughs> message. <laughs> you have ESP. Chris just <laughs> sent like an twins, email right? zero minutes ago. Take five, hot take. Had never had a take five before today. Thought your pick was bad. Randomly had a take five tonight from Halloween. Amazing, solid pick. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm not sure if I've ever had a take five. The best. So last night, um, we, Went trigger cheating with uh, my sister and brother-in-law and their kids, and um, they're they're little. They're uh, we have between the two families, two five-year-olds and a three-year-old, and so they're clearly not going to eat all their candy. We're going to steal a lot of it, and uh, so we're going through it. Um, my older nephew is is ten. He has a peanut allergy, so we're eliminating all the peanut stuff. And so my wife finds, uh, and mind you, she's six months pregnant, so she finds a take five in there, and it was like. Uh, uh, you know, she she found like the most favorite food she's ever had in her life. She was so excited. It's so I like, good. I was like, there better be another one in there. And so my sister in law is digging through the, the the pile. She's like, she finds one, 
She throws it to me across the room. It was like we were we were we were fighting for for food like we haven't eaten forever. <laughs> and did you like it? Oh, I mean, I've had it before. Oh, you've had it before. Yeah, it's great. Okay, yeah, that's so good. Um, I recommend it, everybody. Okay, Josh Gordon met with NFL officials about his reinstatement. Did anybody want to stash Josh Gordon? In a dynasty league, absolutely. I have serious questions about he comes back. Like, let's say today, soon right now. They say Josh Gordon is reinstated, eligible to play football. Do the Browns keep him? Well, the Browns don't know when the trade deadline is. They'll probably try and trade him. <laughs> They'll probably try and trade him. They'll screw that up. But even if, let's say, best case scenario, the Browns decide they're going to keep him. He doesn't have a quarterback. And he's not practiced in a year and a half. I don't think he makes an impact in 2017. All right. Vance Joseph not committing to Trevor Simeon. David Johnson is expected to miss the rest of the season. I probably should have led with that. I apologize. Um, David Johnson, I, I dropped him in a couple leagues. You have to, unfortunately. The Giants are suspending cornerback Janoris Jenkins for this week's game. Who does that help? It's got to help Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I thought and maybe it helps Jared Goff. It definitely helps Jared Goff. I mean, I, I, I still don't want to anoint him as a must-start quarterback mm -hmm. uh, because it's still a cross-country trip, 1 o'clock start. And, you know, the Giants should be healthy with their pass rush. No, but, not necessarily. Apparently, Vernon's still questionable. Oh, he's still banged up? Okay. I yeah. thought I saw him was able to practice. Uh, maybe it was limited. No, I, you know what, Jamie? I think I, I, we should probably expect him to play. Just not a foregone conclusion. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have corrected you on that. Uh, yeah, but look, anytime uh team's missing their best cornerback, um, it helps. And do you expect the following players? Jordan Reed. Uh, No. Nope. Delaney Walker. Right now we don't, right? No. Corey Davis. God, I hope so. I think so. How about Joe Flacco and Mike Wallace? Uh, we'll find out today. Yeah. Charles Clay. No, right? No. No. Devontae Parker Sunday night. Yes. Yes. Uh, Kenny Galladay. No. And since Dave's not here, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders. It might matter for Stafford. Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I'd say yes, but I don't know. By the way, I asked Dave when you're done with this, uh, to re reply to your hot takery. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, I, I did two interesting, or three interesting things yesterday. I want, want you to know, I want to know what you think. Number one, I dropped the Broncos DST. I think they're replaceable at this point. You know, they're, they're like 18th or something. Fantasy yep, points. I agree with you. Yes. I wouldn't just drop him for anyone, but I saw the Texans were available in some leagues, the Rams, uh, yes. Lions. Okay. I dropped the Chiefs in a couple different places. Ooh, that's interesting. That's an easy one, though, because they have their bye. Yeah, you can't start them against the Cowboys, and they're on a bye next that's week. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, number two. I traded DeAndre Hopkins for Kareem Hunt. Good trade. Both great players. I think it's – I, I think it's probably <laughs> a good trade. I'm not – I would I would give you probably a C. The Maybe issue is barely a C plus. The issue is that I gained a bye week. That's, I think that's, it's a it's a hundred percent a C because they're you know they're they're upper echelon at their respective positions. Right. And number three, I added Vernon Davis in several leagues, even leagues I don't need him in. But you know, I have I have a lot of faith in him if Jordan Reed is out, and Jordan Reed is he might miss more than one game. We don't know. And he might come back and get hurt again. So I it, I think Vernon Davis is worth stashing if you can afford it. He's 37% it, it, owned. It is a good move. So I had a, a, a dilemma in one league where I was fifth on waivers. 
and I put I'm three and five. I have a very good team, very good points, but just some bad luck. And I put in a claim for Alex Collins, who was available. It's a PPR league, but I I only have Hunter Henry's on a buy this week, and so I knew if I get my my top three claims were um were Collins, Drake, Vernon Davis, and I was fully anticipating just getting Vernon Davis, and I missed them. And so now, now I'm stuck at tight end, but it's like one of those things like, okay, I'm great. I got Alex Collins. <laughs> okay. I don't have tight end. <laughs> it's better to have Alex Collins, I suppose. Um, all right, guys. So we got a lot to get to on today's show. Here's what uh, we're going to so do. So wait, here's Dave's reply. Oh boy. So I said to him, Dave, what is your response to Adam saying he loves Wednesdays on the day that you're not here? And he said, why? And I said, he loves it because we do different stuff. And I said, Heath and I are killing him for saying it's the day that you're not here. So he said, I agree. Wednesdays are the best days. <laughs> and I said to him, that's just weak. And he goes, days I don't have to talk to Adam are good days. Oh, come on, Dave. Hence Wednesdays. I thought we were buddies. Sundays are even better. You know, I'm going to invite Dave uh, to the Hurricanes game this weekend. This Jamie and Heath are going to be on the radio show. I've got an extra ticket now. Wow, you're coming to Florida and not coming to the office to work? On Sunday, I'll see you. In the you're office. You're coming here on Sunday? I sure am. Oh, we got a big game on Saturday night. I'll be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask Dave if he wants to come. He's gonna say no, but uh, you know, I'll ask. So him we anyway. have to deal with you angry and upset after Virginia Tech wins? Mm, no, because I'll have it for like almost 24 hours by the time I see you on Sunday night. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna preview the Thursday night game, and I want to do it. You know, see if we can do it quickly because I got to get to the legito meter. With Alex Smith and Juju and uh, Chris Thompson, how legit are these guys rest of season? And then we're playing Fantasy Feud. So don't go anywhere, everybody, because the feud is back. I think the first time this year since the season started. Thursday Night Football in just a second, but I hope you've checked out Xfinity X1. It is very cool. It's perfect for fantasy football owners. Go to Xfinity.com slash sports. So I got to do and, and see what it's all about, Xfinity.com slash sports. I was actually watching football last Sunday. I started checking some fantasy stats. I started doing some research on my computer. I missed some football. I missed too much football. I missed a touchdown in a game, and, and they didn't even show a replay. And that was uh, pretty annoying, you know, for a fantasy analyst or any football fan. So you know what would have been better? How about my fantasy stats, my fantasy scores, showing up right there on my TV, everything on one screen? You can do that with Xfinity X1. You have a voice remote. You speak into the remote. You'll be able to see your sports, your CBS Sports Fantasy Football matchup live. You'll see weekly projections, roster trends right there on your TV. Check it out. It's going to make Sundays even better for you. Go to Xfinity.com slash sports. Xfinity.com slash sports. Thursday night football. Buffalo at the Jets. All right, your stat of the game. This one is interesting to me because we know the Bills have a good run defense. But a running back has scored double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues against the Bills in four of their last five games. That was Jamal Charles. C.J. Anderson had a terrible game, but Charles had 11 fantasy points in standard. Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman both had 13. Joe Mixon had 11. DeAndre Washington had 12. He had all 12 of those points came as a receiver. And uh, even Olawale scored a touchdown in that game, so he did not score double-digit fantasy points. But it's weird. It's like the Bills have a great run defense. They're still giving up respectable production to running backs. So I'll start there with Bilal Powell with Matt Forte. You guys have interest in starting these guys. I mean, there's a lot of teams on a bye. I, w- I wouldn't rule it out. Forte in PPR, in standard, I think they're both flex options. I- I've got them as low-end number twos. 
I just don't know how you can say one is better than the other. Oh, I've got them back to back. Yeah. Yeah, with any confidence. So that's why I would say you're you're hoping for a touchdown from one of them, and they don't do that very often, carrying the ball. Yeah. And Forte has separated himself as the pass catcher. So I look at it as flex for both standard. Number two, Forte, PPR, flex, Powell, PPR. Would you start them over the Eagles guys? Yes. Yes. Both of them over both the Eagles. But you guys have – But I would start Alfred Morris over both. There you go. And I would start Kenyon Drake over both in standard. I would start Alfred Morris over both. I would start both of them over the Dolphins guys. Okay. Um, More on this game. With the quarterbacks, I'm assuming you like Tyrod Taylor better than Josh McCown. A little. Yeah, I like I like Taylor a lot. I think McCown is uh is worth starting also. Taylor, twenty one or more fantasy points. Will he will he finally get more than twenty one fantasy points? He's on the road here. He's not had a good road game this year. Uh yes, I think he'll be in that range. Right around twenty one. Yeah. Maybe okay. a little better. It, the the Jets just aren't very They're good so bad. in their pass defense. They're so bad. Now at home, these are the four quarterbacks that the Jets have faced at home and I guess I should give them a little bit more credit. Like, they've played the Falcons tough. they played the Patriots tough. They've got, what, three wins this year? Um, mm-hmm. Cutler scored 12 points. Bortles scored 12 points. Brady scored 20. Matt Ryan scored 19 in you, terrible you, you're, weather. You're missing one, though. Who? Well, you can't just say Cutler. Oh, no, that was in Miami. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, the second game? Yes, I, I forgot that they yeah. played them. The home the, game the second, was, was yes. Cutler. So they've played two good quarterbacks out of four. Yeah, and one of them played in a monsoon. Yeah, and, and honestly, with Matt Ryan, it's possible they've only played one good quarterback out of four. And Tom Brady, who's Ryan, Ryan had his best game of the year at 19 fantasy points against the Jets. Uh, look, Sean McCoy, we're starting. Any Buffalo pass catchers? No, no. All right, the Jets pass catchers. Would you start? Well, Ron- I guess I guess let's let's back up for a second. Okay, if Kelvin Benjamin is playing. Given six teams on a bye, I will use him as a third receiver in a three-receiver league. He'll be in my top 36. If we find out tomorrow that Kelvin Benjamin is playing, I promise all the listeners we will definitely revisit it. We will lay it out. But right now we're going to approach this game as if he's not playing? That yes. would be the safe assumption, yes. Okay. And it's tough because like it's good a good matchup for him. The last three outside wide receivers against the Jets have done very, very well. Uh, so it would be nice for Benjamin. But it would also be very tough to just join a new offense and, and whatnot. Uh, the Jets wide receivers. You like Anderson better than Curse? Yes. yes. And Anderson is a borderline number two for me. Agree. Do you like Anderson better than the Jets running backs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's 50% owned, so he's out there. Would you start Anderson or Demarius Thomas? I would start Thomas. Would you start Robbie Anderson or Alshon Jeffrey? Anderson. Anderson. That's probably an easy one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mat- matchup is just so much better. Right. Anderson or T.Y. Hilton? Hilton. Hilton. This 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 could be a good week for T.Y. Hilton. Okay. Hope so. Hmm. Anything else? Like, Where's Jermaine Curse? He's a number three guy. I think he's probably better than Alshon Jeffrey, too. He's a low-end number three for me. I've got him behind Alshon, right in the same range as Jamison Crowder, Cooper Cup. Alshon's facing the Broncos this week. That's why we're low on him. Which tight end do you like better, O'Leary or Safarian Jenkins? Safarian. Still Safarian Jenkins. O- O'Leary's been a, a total dud. Yep. Yeah, I, I hope, I really hope, 
and, and I know they gave him the game ball last week. I hope they get a touchdown to Logan Thomas. That would just be so so great. And Safarian Jenkins, uh, he's – I mean, a lot of games he's like 30 yards. So he needs to score. We don't really know how good the Bills are against tight ends. They haven't faced great ones, but they got crushed by O.J. Howard. So would you start Vernon Davis or Austin Safarian Jenkins? I'll start Vernon Davis. I'd start Vernon Davis too. Okay. Jason Witten or Safarian Jenkins? Uh, Jason Witten. Yeah, Witten. Jack Doyle or Safarian Jenkins? Doyle, that one's easy. I think this game is easy. Where's the Bills DST for you guys? Top 10. Yep. Bills or Broncos? Bills. Uh, I probably need to revisit that, but Bills make more sense. Bills or Texans? Texans. Texans. All right. All right, yeah, that'll conclude it. Check the rankings for more. Let's go to the legit O-meter. How legit are these guys? And I want to know from the standpoint of you own them. Do you feel comfortable with them rest of season? Do you feel comfortable maybe trading away somebody at that position and riding this guy as a starter most weeks? Got one quarterback for you. It's Alex Smith. Alex Smith is the number three quarterback in fantasy. He's on pace for almost 4,400 yards. He's never been uh, over 3,500 yards. He hasn't thrown a pick yet. Usually throws about six or seven. Uh, Alex Smith, zero to ten on the legitimeter. Now, I know he's not the number three quarterback, but I guess as a starter, rest well, of the season, zero to ten. I'm going to try to calibrate the scale here a little bit. Sure. I think a ten should be he is what he has been. So a ten would be he is the number three quarterback. Uh, that's going to that's going to work for him. Okay. It's not going to work for some of the guys that have only had like two or three weeks of good production. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say a ten. Okay. So I will say a four for Alex Smith. Jamie, legit meter. Uh, I'll be more optimistic. I'll say six. Now, when you say four, Heath, does that mean you don't you don't feel comfortable with Alex Smith as your only quarterback that you're starting every week, other than his bye week? Uh, that is correct. I don't feel comfortable that rest of season Alex Smith is going, and he wasn't. He's taking a downturn. I mean, yeah. you know, since the Steelers game, he hasn't been great. So what, I, that's the I Broncos game. I feel like he's game. a borderline number one quarterback. Okay. Would you rather have Smith or Stafford? Rest of the season, I'll take Stafford. So, Agreed. Jamie, I'm sorry. I just want to jump in. The Steelers game was 16 fantasy points. Then he did have a great game at Oakland, 31. Yep. But he had a down one last week. Yeah, but the Broncos. Right. But, uh, you know, again, you know, we're, we're – we're, we're talking about, can you be sustainable? Deshaun Watson was what, top three quarterback coming into a tough matchup and he obliterated that defense. Oh, he's not so, Deshaun Watson. Right, but I, I guess the point would be is if you're going to consider Alex Smith legit and being a top five or top ten guy rest of the way, he's gotta have some good games against tough opponents. And he was very close against Denver. You know, he had a touchdown that was dropped that would have put him over 20 points. I don't know if he uh, does. He's got a pretty good schedule because he's facing Denver again in week 17. Um, but I, your point is taken. I totally get what you're saying. I don't get this whole home road thing. He's got multiple touchdown passes in every road game, and he's got one touchdown pass in all four home games. Three of his next four games are on the road. Is that just a statistical fluke? It's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right. t- and it was Travis Kelsey before this game. It, there is probably something to the fact that the Chiefs are taking a few more chances on the road because they feel, don't feel like they have to at home. All right. All right, let's go to our next guy. Marvin Jones. 
Last three games, he's been highly targeted, eight or more. He's had six catches in all three games. He's had two monster games. How legit is Marvin Jones? Zero to ten. Five. Three point nine. So you don't feel like he's a starter most weeks? I think he's a like borderline a number two, number three receiver given the week, given the matchup. Right. This particular week, I think he's a very good start. Yeah. You gotta love the way the targets have been for him. And um, I, I was clearly joking about, you know, the, the Galladay thing with Dave, but when Galladay is back, can he still be, he, I mean, I, I should say he'll still be the featured outside guy, but that's targets that will go away from him. They, they will clearly lean on Galladay a little bit more, at least I would assume, than TJ Jones. Maybe I should raise the number a little bit. Um, because I do think in a league where there's two receivers and a flex, he's probably a starter most every week. I, I did find it interesting, uh, I think it was on the, on the Sunday night broadcast, it was probably Chris Collinsworth, that said they paid him to be a number one guy, and he's finally starting to look like a number uh, one guy. Yeah, he's looking really good. He did look very good at the beginning of last year too, and then Marvin Jones fooled us all. Well, I, I think that kind of goes, and maybe it's just the, the Golden Tate injury. If you recall the start of last season, they made such a concerted effort, and even in training camp and the preseason, to feature Marvin Jones. Remember, we thought, oh, Golden Tate, Calvin Johnson's gone, it's gonna be his, his show because his numbers were so good when when Calvin was out. Yeah. And then Jones got off to that great start. Ironically enough, had that big game in Green Bay, which is where he's going this week, and then completely, completely fell off the map. And I think it also came in, in line with the the story out of Detroit was we're not getting Golden Tate enough involved, getting him enough involvement in the offense. And then he started to, you know, I think it was like that nine-game stretch or eight-game stretch of eight-plus targets, nine-plus targets, and he was just – peppered with yeah. the ball so um you know now with tate leaving with the shoulder injury not being 100 percent, you know you've seen kind of what marvin jones can be uh i think both can be very good um i still would prefer tate but i i don't think you can uh like to what he said you know you can you can you can get away with with jones as a starter depending on what the format you're in uh, what do you think about this hot analysis marvin jones next two games are at green bay and home against cleveland look pretty favorable after that, I think that's when you sell him. After the Cleveland game, maybe after the Green Bay game. Well, when's Chicago, the trade deadline in most leagues? Because we're getting close. Thanksgiving, to that. I would say typically. Okay. But all right, fine. Let's just say next week, maybe. You've got at Chicago. Nobody does well at Chicago. Minnesota. We know they're good against receivers. At Baltimore. At Tampa Bay is good, and then Chicago again, and then at Cincinnati. It's a pretty bad schedule, I think, for Marvin Jones after the next two games. Right. I, 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 I think, um, if you can, he's, first off, he's got to have like, <laughs> Will Fuller type games. Well, to, to, I, to try has, and get something good in return for him. If he has five for 80 against the Packers, I still think that's pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're probably getting backup type player in return for it, which is not bad. You know, if you want to, you know, maybe we don't know who the, you know, maybe McFad's the number two guy. You want to get that. On your team, maybe, you know, Damian Williams has done a nice job. You want to get that? I don't know if you're getting, like, star quality player in return for Marvin Jones. All right, let's, uh, that's Marvin Jones. Let's go to our next guy, Juju Smith-Schuster. Jones was like a five-ish on the legitometer. Where's Juju Smith-Schuster? I think Seven. he's lower. Oh, I'm going to go higher. And Jamie's going to go higher. Yeah. So, I, but it, I, it all, in my opinion, comes down to what you think about Ben. Yeah. 
in this matchup. I, I'll say I'll say four. Okay, so Jamie, you like Smith Schuster better than Jones, and Heath, you like Jones better than Juju. Yeah, okay, great. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is the number seventeen wide receiver in standard, number five in PPR. Where would Adam Thielen be on the Adam Azer hate meter? Because you hate this guy. I don't hate him. I don't do. hate him at all. I don't believe that his quarterback can sustain two wide receivers. However, Teddy Bridgewater might be his quarterback in their next game. Here's the I thing. I don't know that he can do it either. On a on a week-to-week basis, you're probably right. They're probably not going to be top 20 wide receivers, both of them, every week. But most teams don't have two top 20 wide receivers every week. I mean, not everybody's the Texans. Right. <laughs> but I would expect that there will be good Thielen games, good Diggs games. I don't think he's the number five wide receiver in PPR, but if you're just talking about at standard ranking, number 17, I'll say 10. Adam, let me ask this question. No, I know you, you'll say that he's a 10 on the legitimate, not that he's the number 10 wide right. receiver. Right. Okay. Which, go ahead, which duo, which duo would you rather have rest of season? Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker or Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen? Diggs, because Diggs is my favorite receiver in that group. Okay. Um, and, and the thing is, you have to look at, you have to look at Landry with Cutler and Parker healthy. He scored no touchdowns. He really was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't mean this had to be a Dolphins receiver discussion. Oh, I just yeah, know yeah. you like Devontae Parker a lot. All right, so you guys think Thielen's pretty legit? Yeah. All right. Kenny Stills, 74% owned. Uh, if you were to tell me Monday when I was writing the waiver column that Devontae Parker was playing 100%, I would have had Kenny Stills in the drop list. Yeah, I agree. Right. Probably a zero. Okay. Chris Thompson, top 10 running back in both formats. Leads the Redskins in catches, yards, and receiving touchdowns. Second in targets behind Jamison Crowder, believe it or not. Chris Thompson, uh, legitometer. And this is, remember, I own Chris Thompson, so I feel like I can go out and make a trade of, a trade another one of my running backs as I'm gonna be comfortable starting Thompson rest of season. That's how I'm framing it. So where is he on that scale, zero to ten? Uh, seven in PPR and a 3.5 in standard. Yeah, I would say eight or nine in PPR and Probably four in standard. They just they're, they're not going to run the ball with any levels because success with this offensive line being what it is. And he's not going to average twenty yards of reception or whatever he's averaging, right? Or or scored. He may never score a touchdown again. <laughs> I mean, just based on you know how many he scored so far and what his career numbers have been, that's not clearly going to happen. He'll find the end zone, but um, there there's there's a lot of regression coming from him. But he'll still catch the ball plenty. His next two opponents, Seattle and Minnesota, are in the top six in receiving yards per game allowed to running backs. I'm sure a lot of that is who they face. I, I haven't looked, but, you know, you face Chris Thompson, you're probably going to go up in that ranking. But but they've done a great job. And then in the playoffs, he gets the Chargers, who are terrible against pass-catching running backs. But then the Cardinals and the Broncos both are really good. Something to keep in mind. We'll see what happens this week at Seattle. Be a test for uh for Chris T- Am I wrong? Wait. Who do they play this week? I'm sorry. Seattle. Oh, they do. Okay. Okay. My bad. Um. I got confused with Dallas and Washington. Dallas is the Chiefs. Aaron Jones on the legitometer, zero to ten. Ten. I don't know what ten means. He must start every week. Seven. This one's really tough for me, Jamie. Tell me why you have so much confidence in Aaron Jones. He's your start of the week, right? Yes. Um, offensive line is healthy coming off their bye week, so that's big. Um, it's uh, I think the first time in the last seven games we're gonna have all five guys back on the field. So if that group stays healthy, this is what I think this team has to become. 
because they don't want Brett Hundley to win games for them. So yeah, he it, can't. <laughs> true. <laughs> so is he going to be, uh, you know, 130 in a touchdown every week like he was his last time out against the Saints? Clearly not. Can he be uh, 80 to 100 total yards weekly? I mean, he had three catches against the Saints, only had seven yards. I think that's probably an average that will go up. So I think he could be a floor of about seven or eight points weekly, which makes him a must-start guy, and then chance to score. It's very clear that they favor him over Ty Montgomery, which I think is the right move, just given that he's a natural running back. So I'm, I'll, I'll buy in. All right. Aaron Jones or Alex Collins, rest of season? Jones. I'll say Jones. Um, this is a big week. Aaron Jones or Marvin Jones, rest of season? Aaron Jones. Even in PPR? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Jones or JHI? Rest of season. Aaron Jones. I think Aaron. Okay. Alright, last one. How legit is Jarek McKinnon? Zero to ten. Ten. Seven point five. Okay. So you feel comfortable starting him most weeks? He's twenty catches in four games since That's the injury big. to uh, yeah. Cook. Yeah. He's been awesome. He has I been mean, so he looks so good. It, I, I, it, I mean, look, Dalvin Cook's a great player. I wonder what else they could have gotten with that draft pick. Yeah, I don't know, but McKinnon is uh, definitely emerging. Good stuff from him. We're going to finish the game with the fantasy feud. I hear the game. So we're playing the show with the family feud. Oh, Wednesdays are the best, aren't they? All right. We've got three categories. Who's going to take it home? Your top, I know the top five answers are on the board. I'm looking for last three games, not weeks. This takes into account buys. Oh, wow. Last three games. Give me the top five tight ends in standard scoring leagues. Jamie. That was Jamie? Jimmy Graham. Number three answer. Heath, you get a chance to uh, get number two or one. Zach Ertz. Number one answer. Pass or play. I'll play. Okay, so we've got Ertz and Graham off the board. You've got three guesses to get numbers two, four, and five. Top five tight ends in standard scoring leagues over the last three games. Gronk. Is number two. Kelsey. Is number four. So I just need the reason that we're doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You learned. Um... Let's see. Top five tight end over his last three games. Now, what if a player has no, missed a game due to injury? That, 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 that's part of it. You cannot okay. waste this much time. I'm going to give you an eh soon. Wow. Three, really? two, Tyler one. Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft is incorrect. Eh. Right, I'll give you a little more time now. What I okay. recommend is pulling up a list of teams. Just pull up a list of teams. I've got a list of teams. I'm, right. I'm going through it. It takes just a second, Adam. You have five seconds. Austin Hooper. Hooper! Okay. What, one more. Jamie's got a chance to steal. How you feeling over there, Jamie? You feel like you could steal it? I, I think I know the answer. Oh, that's comforting. Makes me feel a lot better about this guess. We'll I'm usually terrible at this game. So. Seven, seven <laughs> seconds. Seven seconds from now. Go ahead. Evan Ingram. That's not a bad guess, though. All right, Jamie, you got a chance to steal for the points. I'm going to guess Jack Doyle. Da-ding! Oh, well, that was a weird bell. Da-ding! Cha-ching! Pazing! You win, Jamie! Jack Doyle! It has well, you've got more points than you got last time. That's true. <laughs> Jamie is the winner of round one. You know, you can talk about Jack Doyle, but you know who I want to talk about also is Jimmy Graham. 
because uh, he has been good in his last three weeks. I think he's taken advantage of some good matchups. And I don't know. How do you guys feel about Jimmy Graham? Do you, do you think he's the guy that people drafted him to be, like a like a fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick? Yep. I, I I feel great about this whole passing attack now that they seem to just be doing what they should do and just throw the ball. There There's, I, I would say, of the guys that uh, Heath named, uh, of the guys on this list, Gronk is in your lineup no matter what, whoever they're playing. Kelsey, same way. Ertz, same way. Jimmy Graham has to be the same way. Uh, and I would say if Jordan Reed or Greg Olson were healthy, they would probably be the same way. Reed being healthy, not dealing with any ailments. So you have that group now, and and there are guys that are borderline there. Cameron Braid, I think, is borderline there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Braid's there. Okay, Braid's there. Uh, Evan Ingram is probably right there. Borderline, if, yeah. If not there. We'll see. Uh, Jack- that's that's interesting because he hasn't played with Shepard yet since all the injuries. Right. Sure, but but again, you know, if you if you've been carrying Evan Ingram, or I I guess you could say you know the same thing. Delaney Walker, if he's healthy too, even though he's been uh, a disappointment, it's just it's hard to get away with those guys are capable of when they're when they're right. Ooh, Walker, you put Walker in that category. That's the I I I, I just think yet. based on what he's wh- when he's right. I don't know if he's been right for a long time. I, I don't know if he will be. Yeah, I, I don't and, think. And, if I, you... and, and well, I, what I was getting at is I uh-huh. think Jack Doyle's now on that in that list. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know that if you own Delaney Walker, you can feel. Too comfortable. Okay, so take his end. name off there. Do you um, agree with that though? I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, but I, I think with Jack Doyle, what you're seeing, you know, and he had a game. I think in his last five games, he missed one. But uh, of those last five, four of them have been six or more catches. Uh, at least consistently, targets have been there for him. Jacoby Brissett just doesn't throw the ball down the field with a lot of success. Was just hurting T.Y. Hilton. I'll tell so, you who I, I struggle with in this tight end legitimacy conversation is Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, it's, it, he's, he's touchdown dependent. You know, Dave's been saying this for a few weeks now that what Josh McCown did with Gary Barner, just kind of what he's doing with mm. Austin Sperry and Jenkins. You know, he's just making him relevant. I wish Dave were so, here, man. This show would be even better. All right, next round. Next round. <laughs> Jamie has the points so far. Okay, we're looking at weekly scoring, which is, you know, basically season-long scoring, but it does take into account bye weeks, does take into account injuries on a per-week basis. Not including Odell Beckham. Give me the top five wide receivers in standard scoring leagues. Five best receivers on a weekly basis. Jamie, Jamie buzzed in. Jamie, go ahead. DeAndre Hopkins. Number two answer is DeAndre Hopkins. Heath? Number two, really? Yeah, you get a chance for number, uh, number one here. Got a chance to steal. Take it too long. Um, I will say Antonio Brown. Number three, Antonio Brown. Jamie, pass or play? Two and three are off I'm the board. Gonna, I'm going to pass because I like you yelling at Heath when he takes too much time. <laughs> All right, Heath, let's get angry then. Yes, uh, top, on a per-game basis. Standard scoring, top five receivers. In a standard scoring league, mm-hmm. you want the top five <laughs> wide right. receivers. <laughs> Am I understanding this correctly? You have got it. You nailed it. Okay. Um Good. Gosh, how do we not know this? Um, Will Fuller. Hey, number one, Will Fuller. Good job. Thanks. So I need number four and number five now? Right, we have Fuller, Hopkins, and Brown off the board. I, uh, AJ Green? Number four! Okay. Um, Julio? Eh. See, I think... I'm gonna. Uh, 
<laughs> this is it always comes down to number five, and can Jamie come up with uh, with who it is? Hey, I'll I'll do the narrating. You do the guessing. <laughs> okay. How many seconds do I have left? You got five seconds. Okay. Um, Chris Hogan. No, not a bad guess, but. Eh. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then I really don't know. Seven. Six. Yeah. I, uh, I have no idea. All right, I gotta, I gotta, uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is incorrect. Uh, all right. Jamie Eisenberg, your chance to steal and win the game. So it's a per game basis? I don't really understand the question either. Yeah, it, per game. So it's basically like not including bye weeks, not including injuries, stuff like that. Per game played. The number five wide receiver in standard scoring leagues is... Mike Evans? Nope. Heath, you win by default. So let's see who yes. it was, everybody. Michael Crabtree. Ah, ah, okay. Yeah. Eight or more fantasy points in standard scoring in all but one game. Only 57 yards per game, which is down slightly from last year's 63, but scores a lot of touchdowns. Uh, you want to talk about anybody here? Fuller, Hopkins, Brown, Green, Crabtree? It's, it's going to be interesting to see what A.J. Green does this week. Yeah, for sure. I, I had a hard time ranking him. I think I've got him right around a, a number 10 just because of all the buys. I, I wouldn't want to tell anybody to sit him. but I did I did the same thing with uh, A.J. Green that I did with Hopkins. Right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, at Jacksonville. Does well. And that's the thing. Like He's at Jacksonville. Bad. At Tennessee, great. At Denver, bad. Cleveland, probably great. Pittsburgh, bad. Chicago, not sure. At Minnesota, might be bad. And then Detroit. AJ Green, brutal schedule coming up. So. Yep, he's, he's a, he's a sell high candidate. Yeah, not because he's bad, just because you might have to decrease production. So we got the tiebreaker here? Tiebreaker, here we go. Ending the, the show with this. Top six answers are on the board. Wow. Red zone targets leaders. <laughs> Is Jamie. this per game? No, it's not per game. It's season long. <laughs> Jamie, your guess. Red zone. I'm going to take a guess. Uh, it's going to be wrong, but I'm going to say Josh Doxson. No, that is wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll say Chris Hogan. He is, he's up there. He's number, he's tied for, uh, for fifth. All right. Pass okay. or play, Heath? Well, um, like, I, I'm going to go ahead and play just for the fun of it. He couldn't even, like, he couldn't even say play quickly. He, like, had to deliberate <laughs> on that. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go to all right. The, you got not one guy off the board, Chris Hogan. Top six in red zone targets. Michael Crabtree. Eh. Oh, it's not a per game basis. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Top six in red zone targets. The momentum killer, Heath Cummings. <laughs> Well, this is the end of the show, right? People have yeah. listened this long. Oh, uh, yeah. Not anymore, but yeah. Crap. Five, four, three. DeAndre Hopkins. That's, wow. How many strikes is that? That's just one, right? Okay, sorry. <laughs> it took so long. I figured there had have been more. Um, five. Four. Zach Ertz. Eh. Starting to hurt my throat. Stop getting these wrong. Well, I, I, like, I have no idea at all. I'm just told, uh, really Jordan think, Nelson. Uh, no, he was for a while, but not anymore, so, eh. 
think, okay, Jamie. Get I think one the number right. one answer is pretty obvious. Uh, all right, Jamie, your chance to win the game. <laughs> Red zone <laughs> targets. I was going to say Des Bryant. Ding, ding, ding. 14 red zone targets. Des Bryant leads the NFL. Number oh, he's one. number one? Okay. Yeah, I, one. I had no no idea. Yeah, it's it's an interesting list, and it's. I was, I was gonna if he said Des, I was gonna I was make a guess, but I would imagine with the last two games, was Emmanuel Sanders on the list? Um, let's see, Sanders. No, he's not in the top five. No, but let's okay. see if he's anywhere close. Now he has six red zone targets. Here are your top five red zone target leaders according to Pro Football Reference dot com. Des Bryant with fourteen, a three way tie for second between Devontae Adams, Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Uh, oh well, and Jimmy Graham, which I think is very encouraging. Chris Hogan is uh, tied for fifth with Cooper Cup, eleven red zone targets. So dumb. F- uh, four of them came against Arizona in Week Seven in their last game, their most recent game. But uh, yeah, I, I I think very encouraging from my standpoint that Jimmy Graham is on there with twelve. And, uh, Dez still, like, Dez is really not having a good year. I mean, he's on pace for 73 catches, 836 yards, and nine touchdowns. But he gets the red zone targets. So. I mean, Zach Ertz was a pretty good guess. Zach Ertz, yes. Zach Ertz has 10. He was one, one target away. <laughs> one yeah. target away. So is Gronk, so is Antonio Brown. And that's gonna do it, uh, Jamie, congratulations, you are the winner! You come back tomorrow and face a different family on, fa- on the Fantasy Feud. Yay! All right. Jordy would have been there if it was a per game basis. Great show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesdays are the best. See you later. See ya. Bye. It's all right. I've got-